You're listening to Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. My name's Natalia Anderson and I'm a presenter, content creator and DJ. I'll be talking with female, intersex, non-binary and trans musicians and DJs based in Switzerland. Helvetia Rocked is a Swiss association focusing on gender equality in the music industry. Through its grassroots projects such as producing, DJing, band workshops and songwriting camps, it offers platforms for young people of all levels to discover music and be a part of an empowering community. If you like what you hear, please share it with your friends. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 4 of Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation. In this episode I talk to Bone Black who is an incredible DJ based in Lausanne. They specialise in com music, um, Afro house and electronic diasporic tracks. Actually Bone Black and I will be teaming up together to teach the Helvetia Rocked Female Music Lab DJ Workshop. So head to helvetiarocked.ch for more information about that. In this episode, we talk about Guam music, Bone Black's residency in Johannesburg, South Africa, and sharing your network and uplifting others. They also give practical advice on how to start an association, so stay tuned for that. As always, there'll be an audience question. And don't forget, if you have a question for our coaches, simply send a direct message to Helvetsirocked on Instagram. For now, though, here's my conversation with Bone Black. Hi everyone, it's Bon Black. You are listening to Elvetia Rock, musician in conversation. Hi Bone Black, how are you today? Hi Nats, I'm doing great, thanks. And you? I'm very well, I'm very well. I want to ask you my first question, which I ask to everybody. How did you get started on your musical journey? Yeah, so I do remember being i was i was four in front of the tv with my sister we were spending our afternoon watching mtv and viva <laughs> the equivalent of mtv for germany and uh, then switzerland and we were just spending hours and hours listening to every type of music that was passing by and um doing our own uh, videotape with the video clip recording so we were like doing our video playlists and being proud and like exchanging it with uh, some friends so yes it started that way um i was a lot into uh everything that was techno music and um it's funny because i remember my my first cd that i bought i was five i went to the disc shop with my parents and I bought the most extreme electronic dark music that I could find. And <laughs> <laughs> my parents were so confused about it. <laughs> um, they were like, no, oh, but this music is very loud. And I was like, no, but don't, don't, don't mind. I, I, will, I, will, I will manage the volume. <laughs> <laughs> so they had to listen to it for a week, a whole week. <laughs> How did you find this music? Was it something that came out on MTV that you already knew about? Or was it like something brand new? You're like, oh, that sounds so good. So it was something that came out on MTV, like on the late late night show. 
So definitely not the kind of music that you're expecting a five-year-old to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I remember it was... Uh, the name of the band was 666. <laughs> oh, yes, wow! Calabria. <laughs> I remember even now the name. Yeah, it was amazing. Yes, that's how I got into uh, the electronic music. Um, my sister was more into R&B and hip-hop, so I got more i discover more that that's that atmosphere with her with uh, very uh yeah 90s um us hip-hop bands and is your sister older or younger older yeah she's three years older. and a half older than me and uh, mm. where i am now with the music it's a lot about how she influences me through the the, the yeah growing up and everything that's really something that we share in common. Yeah, I was going to say, because sometimes like when you have a sibling, especially an older sibling, whatever they are listening to always somehow seeps into your consciousness, isn't it? Even whether it's intentional or unintentional, whatever the music the older sibling is listening to, it somehow reaches you, totally. doesn't it? Yes, Totally. And um, since uh, in my family, uh, my dad was doing a lot of music, um, so he's an um, organist, organ player uh, on the side of his job, and uh, also singing the choir. So we were early in early age. Uh, we we got access to uh, instruments. I was into guitar, and uh, my sister was in uh, more into piano and violin. So we kind of, kind of exchange on it uh, in a very, very early age. Um, and did you uh, think about forming a family band? <laughs> uh, I wish we had done that, but uh, <laughs> we we never kind of managed to work on the same. I mean, my dad was very classical. I was into electro, and my sister was in hip hop. That could have been something very interesting <laughs> to develop. We could still do it, actually. <laughs> I think, honestly, uh, I think there is a gap in the market for a classical <laughs> electro hip hop family group. I think uh, I think you could be very successful doing that. I think you should put that project to your family <laughs> to see what they say. I really got into um, DJing when my friends, older ones, for one or two years older, um, we were around uh, 15, 16, started to get some, some music gear. Um, I had one friend that started to have like the CD um installation to dj and uh it was without a uh, bit much help <laughs> so it was really funny oh, no. we were like serious for six months just trying to do beat match it was a <laughs> kind of a cult <laughs> but you know it. what that beginning is just amazing because that lays the foundation you know for for what it takes to DJ. Sometimes something can go wrong with your equipment and you have to just beat match by yourself. So you spent six months learning <laughs> to beat match. <laughs> yes, we did. And uh, after that, we had quite a few gigs. So I was mostly like going around with them. I wasn't really playing. Um, 
So the the group that I was uh, with was mostly like mostly guys, and um, and I I think I could have if I had like the um, I would call it self esteem and feeling like validated in my way to to play and the choose of music that I wanted to play. Um, they were mostly playing minimal minimal electro minimal. And uh, I was at that time a bit more into um, electro clash, so it, for the type of party, didn't really work. So I was still enjoying selecting music, doing playlists, and anyway, we didn't have Spotify <laughs> at that time, but we were still like making playlists for birthday parties and things. So of course, <laughs> I was around and uh, creating, yeah, creating uh, ambience and stuff. So when did you first start? I mean, you said that you were just like with your, you were with your friends, you were more sort of like watching at that point when they were DJing. When did you start to DJ yourself? Can you remember your first gig? I was 18. I was in Lausanne. I moved from um, from where I used to live. I grew up in Bern. And then I came for studies in, in Lausanne. So there was... It was in Lausanne. There was a big protest against some against new law, and uh, there was like this big truck, and they had some sound system on it. And I used to live with the people who organized the manif- the, the protest, and they were looking for someone like playing some music, and it was pretty impressive for me because I never played in front of of group like a big mass, and there was more than 500 people and it was amazing um we were on the track blasting some some music and uh we were we were not expecting the protest to go that long so we didn't have music anymore so we we we, re- we literally had someone sitting behind me burning some cd to get more music and on the go like passing me the cd so we could continue to play because the protest was was supposed to be like two hours, and we end up doing something like five hours. <laughs> so it was uh, yes, that was the the first time that I played, and uh, after that I stopped for a while, and I started again in two thousand seventeen when we started to create it, uh, a new collective with some queer friends. Uh, in Lausanne, the collective cult. Is that the Q U L T? Q U yes, Q U L T. Kind of an acronym of uh, queer culture. A lot of the places that we used to go to parties, queer parties in Lausanne, were shutting down. So um, a place called the Romandie in Lausanne. So it's um, it's a club in the center. Uh, it's a call. F- a call for a project and with some friends we were like yeah actually we, 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 we still want to have some some space that are like for us to feel comfortable to party and feel safe and we get on the project and we got selected actually so our concept was to promote uh, the queer culture but local and international so always trying to have like in the first and the third part of the the night um, local artist and get uh, in the center an international artist that would also, yeah, have the space to 
<laughs> perform in Lausanne. So it was great. We had some great uh, performers. We had Cakes Daquila, uh, Zebra Cats, uh, Amerasu, who came from the Those US. are some re- quite big names. Yes. How did you, were they already coming to Switzerland on tour and you booked them or did they come especially? How, how did you get, get to book these artists? So some of them, yes. And the club was really nice to um, help us because we didn't have much experience in the process of programming. So we had this structure that we created uh, of the night and they were like oh, okay so we can find online if other artists are coming passing by they give us a budget also to pay the artist which is like great we were so lucky <laughs> for that and uh, yes and then we were more part of uh, then organizing the ambience that we wanted to give so there was one night where we made a team team of the night was um was like forests and we started to create like huge decorate de- decoration everywhere even in the toilet we hide like boombox with animals uh screaming and, and it was like yeah we, we had very very creative uh, <laughs> oh, beginning as awesome. party promoter <laughs> that's awesome but i just want to get to the nitty-gritty of it so like qult were you friends who used to go to another uh club uh, queer friendly clubs that that closed down in lausanne so yes i was friend with two of them and i got connected through them to the four other members but did the organization exist before? Because I want to know for people who are listening, like how do you actually go about creating a collective? What goes into it? Because there might be people out there who who feel like they want to actually do something a bit grassroots like what you've done. Yes. So we decided to create a, a, an association. So we could also, because we wanted to create spaces in general for artists um, and performers, we we started with uh, the the parties and uh, but then we wanted to do exhibition and um, so we got together. Get all the you get all the information online to become an association, and then also you can maybe collaborate with other groups that are already uh, in your local and. Uh, yeah, lo- local environments, um, and then once you get some some knowledge about how you do things, then you can maybe create a subvention. I mean, folder. You can you can get some money from from the state, from foundation and things, and you can really start to yeah. You can even create your own festival if you want <laughs> one day. So everything is possible. Add, it's just like small step after small step and check online what you can, you, you, the information that can help you. Uh, if anyone has inf- needs information, I'm also available to, uh, to, to, to give some, some, some resources. Yes. Oh, definitely. that's amazing. So can people hit you up? Can people yeah. contact you if they've got any questions about maybe setting up a collective or an association? Yes, people can contact me if they have any question. Hit me up. 
<laughs> okay, we're going to put your details, your contact details. What is it? Is it how do you want people like we and serious people, not just any contact. We want serious people because we don't want your inbox to be full of junk, mate. <laughs> basically. <laughs> so you can you can you can use my Facebook uh, my Facebook page. You can contact me on it. www.facebook.com forward slash bone black. One other question before I forget. Do you need to have like a clear kind of mandate or what you're, what you're there for? Or can you just sort of start and see how you sort of develop over time? So you need to have um, somewhat a, a clear definition of what you want to do. But it can move through the time. So, for example, we said that we wanted to be quite large in what we wanted to do. So we said that we are like an association uh, that want to promote the queer culture uh, locally and internationally. So in that frame, we can really work a lot of things. And uh, yes, so that that's that's how you can go and um, and then get like more precise than when you want to create funding, I mean, find funding for your projects. Helvetia Rocked raises awareness about gender inequality in the music industry and supports, promotes and connects professional female, non-binary, intersex and trans artists. Find out more on our website, helvetiarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. If you like what you hear today, please share it with your friends. I think now would be a good time to talk about some of the projects that you've got going on. You're working on a, a new album at the moment? Yeah, actually, actually, um, 2020 was a bit weird year. <laughs> I think everyone got a bit blocked <laughs> by that virus um, I was uh, supposed to uh, have uh, my first uh, collaboration EP going out this year um, I was I'm part of a project in collaboration with uh, Shap Shap based in Geneva that promote that promote um, artists in South Africa um, and, uh, and in Switzerland to create like a connection between uh, exchange, uh, musical exchange, cultural performative exchange um, and Pro Helvetia, Mighty, based in Geneva and uh, Zamani that is in Durban now in South Africa. Yeah. And we did a performance together, live performance in Antigel Festival in Geneva early early February this year. It was the second time that we performed there. And we were supposed to go to uh, Joburg again this summer and uh, work on, um, on three very long track that would make a whole performance uh, and at the end so yes and probably we would have tour uh in in, in south africa in europe oh mate oh my goodness well hopefully that's going to come up so did you did you go to south africa before in january so yes i did we did the residency of uh two weeks 
there with my team and Zamani. We stayed in in Joburg um, and actually we quite stay in the studio all the time and uh, just going out to eat a bit and relax. Um, yes, it was very, very impressive and to to be in another space and being influenced to uh, from 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 everything actually the being on the street having music all the time people talking and it's it's so different sometimes I feel that Switzerland is is a very uh, um, I wouldn't say in a bad way but it's everything is quite uh, clean and almost sometimes aseptized that makes it like you, you, if you want to find creation, you have to find it in different way that than being just out and listening to music. Um, so yes, we were we were there and um, we we worked uh, with Mike with yet yes with uh, Ableton and uh, and some plugins and yes, it was super. For those people who don't know Guam music, can you explain a bit about that? And you, and even explain your attraction to it. What attracts you to that kind of music? So, Guam uh, basically comes from uh, Durban, that is the uh, south east um, city in South Africa. It comes from the township. The rhythm are based from some drums that are used more in the traditional music. So yes, they, they all use now the they use the programs um, to uh, add very electronic sound and modify. I mean, use like equalizer and modify the, the the sound of it. And it's very basic, basic like low rhythm. And um, how can I define pop music? Uh, you did really well at defining it like honestly that is it's impossible <laughs> you have to live the experience of calm uh, so right. it's it's you have to experience it it's so exciting so um so people if you're listening and you don't know uh definitely get to know are there any do you have any favorite artists that you like to play so I would recommend because um, I actually play for uh, in a in a in a lineup for Antigel two thousand nine, uh, for Africa WhatsApp. Um, it was like Moonchild Sainly. She's amazing. She she she's she comes from jazz, but then. She made some um, some some very great uh, uh, feature featuring with uh, with big names in the in the com game and also like performatively she's 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 on the top. So yes, for female artists, I would recommend Shoma Josie and uh, definitely Moonshine Sunley. Shoma Josie, Moonshine Sunley, um, Destruction Boys, uh, Mapincha. DJ like Citizen Boy, and you can go on and on because there are many, many, many great artists, also less known than them. And then it's about like finding your yes, <laughs> the the group.
did your collaboration come about? How was that set up with your collaboration with Dr. Spizzy and Mighty working together in, in Joburg? How did that come about? Actually, it's Mighty. And this is a thing that is very important in, uh, in, 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 the, in the network of being DJ and you, you benefit from sol- solidarity. So Mighty was invited to one of the parties that I was or that our collective were or- organizing in, um, in, in Lausanne at a, at a cult party. Um, and um, from then we collaborated. So I was invited to party, I was recommending Mighty. Mighty invited me to their party uh, and and on and on, and since Mighty got contact with Shop Shop, uh, I was invited to be part of the residency, meeting all these great artists from South Africa, and then being sent there with with them uh, to 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 perform the year after. And uh, it's 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 very important to yes, like cherish your network. It's all about uh, lifting the others and uh, sharing experience and. And yes, it's it's very precious. I I think that's absolutely one of the most important things to to note down. I think for people who are listening, who might be starting their journey DJing, every time you DJ, every time you play, there's an opportunity to meet people, right, and to expand your network. You know, people are on the same level to you at that at, at that time. People are on the same um, mission as you. They love music, you know, whether they're more advanced in their careers or not. But really using the opportunity to say, hey, here's an opportunity. Why don't I get this person in or someone can call you to get in. And yeah, like you say, just um, that solidarity in, in, in music and in, in DJing is, is, is just so important. And as the beginner, everybody went through this. Every, everybody went from being stressed before going on stage. As I said uh, today to you, I wrote you a text saying like, Oh, I'm not very comfortable doing an interview, uh, but I think it's the good type of stress and uh, you go on and and everybody went through all the stage of, of stress <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and you are totally valid as a DJ. Just go and try. Things gonna work. Think, some things are not gonna work, <laughs> but yeah. you're gonna learn from them, and uh, that that's how you grow and uh, and and be be just be happy to to have opportunities and catch them as much as you can, because I'm sure you'll do great things. Absolutely. Do you have any stories of um, any horror stories of things that happened when you were DJing, or have you been quite lucky that yeah, things have been straightforward? <laughs> <laughs> I have many story of things that didn't work. <laughs> so many of them. <laughs> I remember I went through a phase of forgetting to bring my <laughs> my crossfader back over, and I'm like, "Where's the music? Where's the sound?" And the crossfader's just on the other side. You know, oh god. Always remember when you're DJ, just make sure your crossfader. Just keep it in the middle when it's starting out. Just keep it in the middle. So, um, one of the main 
problem that I had and I still have it. So if anyone have the answer, <laughs> I'm listening. Um, so I'm actually cursed with uh, CDJs and my uh, USB key. <laughs> so many times I did everything with my friends, with other DJs. And I was like, look, this is my computer. I have, I have record box, it's working. Here are my song. It's the good format. I tried to add it to, my, I mean, uh, to, to transfer the music, like the, the the process that everybody does to to get on the USB key, all type of USB key. When I get to the CDJs, it doesn't work. I'm not saying anything bad about CDJs or anything, but <laughs> I got so not not no luck with them, and I start to play, and then I I see that it's not loading. So I don't know. I, you don't have anything of where you are on the song and everything. So most part of the time, when I know that I have to play on stage, I really get to know my song by heart and everything. But sometimes you just like, okay, I have to play an hour more or something. And so, yeah, this is where you learn how to to beat match <laughs> on the go. I know, if you, exactly. <laughs> if you're new to that. So I always have a backup plan with me. I always have my tractor anyway and my um, S4 or the S2 and I always have my computer so anyway I can plug my computer even on the CDJ you can plug your computer and then it works but I'm USB key and, and, and CDJ <laughs> not my, no, my oh my goodness but you know what another piece of advice I can give to people this is what I would always do because I'm because I, I talk a lot I just I have to like reboot my thing and just go make some noise everyone. Yes. Meanwhile, you're like reloading the track or just like pull up. Just and if you are lucky, bring always your friend at the party so they can do it while you are fixing your computer. I have a friend, Ness. She's gonna listen to it. (laughs) She's she's part of the collective that um that 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 we are creating now back to back to back and uh, she's always like on the party and she's always ready you need just need to call her and she's gonna make the presentation of the collective you and like like she did this her whole life <laughs> and yes I bring your it. friends to parties <laughs> bring you your friends so they can pick you up and pick up what's her name Ness Ness big up Ness big up yourself shout out <laughs> <laughs> Check out the Helvetia Rocked Music Directory. It's a platform for women, non-binary, trans and intersex people in the Swiss music industry. For singers, instrumentalists, bookers, managers, sound engineers, photographers and many more of all levels. Whether it be a hobby or your profession or both. It's about visibility. It's about community. It's about empowerment. We invite all of you to participate in the project. For further information, go to www.musicdirectory.ch. So it's time for the audience questions. If you are listening and you have a question for our coaches, simply send a direct message to the Helvetia Rocked Instagram account and we will put a question to our coaches. So this next question 
is from SSS Sanchez. Your question is, where do you find your sources of inspiration? And then what do you do with it? So the funny thing is that um, I used to listen to a lot of music and I have really this time period where I'm very productive and um, so maybe it's, it's, yeah, it's time to get on the work and produce or preparing a set. But you have this time where you don't listen to music and you don't work at all. And actually, that's when I get most of my inspiration. So I could go, of course, I could go to a party and, and have some music, but I'm not there for, for, for work or anything. Um, I can be on, uh, at my, my friend's place and we have conversation and uh, they make me discover an, another artist. Um, I like to... I have also, um, I can walk down the street, hear like, a, I don't know, a, a car passing by and I hear like a rhythm and I'm like, oh, wow, actually this could go somewhere. And and I don't write uh, songs, uh, lyrics, but um, I always have things written on my in my notes. It could be like uh, the name for a project, uh, a song or anything. So it can come from everywhere. And... And uh, yes, and it's mostly when I'm expecting not to. <laughs> so, yeah. I think sometimes I find that myself as well, that, you know, as much as when you DJ, you're looking for music, you're listening to a lot of music and new stuff. Sometimes when you just don't do anything at all, an inspired moment can come to you. Yes. And uh, also from the people that uh, are inspiring me, uh, artists. Um, I was uh, lucky enough to uh, to DJ in Johannesburg when we were there. And um, I actually met a producer that I really, um, I mean, I admire. I will say yes, I admire. And uh, so her name is Mina based from UK, in the UK. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. yes, we were playing actually in the same club the same week, not the I'm same party, saying. but uh, the, the same week. And I was able to, to meet her and, 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 and have an exchange with her. And, uh, and for so many long time, I mean, for so long, I was, I was like, okay, one day I really want to get to, I would say, that level and and for me it was like someone that was totally inaccessible she's like producing going all over the world and everything and i was actually playing the same week than her in the same club and also and then you you see that where you get in in the the process of just do your thing and you will get somewhere and in certain way you will meet the people that you're inspired by and and yes, and it's a humbling experience <laughs> because I'm 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 really I'm admirative for Mina's producing uh, um, knowledge and and how she makes different types. She comes from dancehall, and but uh, also it's important uh, we all get uh, identity. For example, me I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a black trans non-binary male presenting uh, person. Uh, and there was for a very long time I couldn't see representation in the music um, that's why when I got into house electronic music when I I saw for example uh, Honey Dijon um, um, 
um, seeing a, a black trans woman uh, doing music and it was very like, I was like, wow, it's possible, I can do it. And then meet other queer artists and feeling that actually, oh wow, actually now if I'm playing somewhere, I'm part of the process of, if someone see me on, on, on there on the dance floor, I mean, they know that, okay, you are in a queer party, but yeah, actually, it's, you got POC on the stage, and and they are like blasting some 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 sound. And yeah. I want I, I'm making the music to make you dance. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Diasporic music oh. is for you. <laughs> if I'm playing that music, it's for you first. <laughs> right. Do you know what I mean? And it's so important, I think, like in terms of like beat that visibility and that circle of inspiration because just by you being up there performing playing you're visible to somebody else who might be starting their journey and saying oh my god i can do that i'm queer i might be trans you know and i can see somebody just like me person of color who's up there doing their thing and i love it that that inspiration cycle i'm going to call it All right, so now we have come to the moment where I ask you about your influences. So these are five songs that can give us an idea about who you are. So what are the five songs that have influenced you? So the five songs that influenced me uh, are um, Catch the Beat from Honey Dijon. It's a featuring with Cake Tequila. I mean, it's too... too character that I really uh, uh, am impressed by they are there I mean Honey Dijon is in the in the DJ producing scene for a long time also she's a she's a trans woman she's she's there in the front uh, Cakes Dakila also being like the first I mean one of the most visible uh, gay black guy doing rap which is like not easy at all in the U.S. Um, surrounding. I mean, yes, it's uh, it's a collaboration, so uh, it's really one of my favorite song of both of them. And I would say it's more about my 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 inspiration, my first inspiration to become a DJ and uh, and uh, and one day a producer. It's the UK artist Sonic. Big up Sonic! When <laughs> I saw course. that, I was like, that's shit. <laughs> I mean, the day I saw the video clip. Of her song, uh, feels so, so good. good. I definitely wanted to become a DJ. It was someone with short hair, uh, looking amazing and just like making everybody dance. So yeah. To find out the rest of Bone Black's influences, head to HelvetiaRocked.ch, where you'll find a Spotify playlist of the songs they love. Black, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for this superb conversation. I've loved thank chatting you. with you. I'm so honored to be part of uh, your podcast. It's, I'm so happy to discover a new part of, of you too. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. Well, listen, all the best with everything you do and I will see you soon. If you want to join the Helvetia Rocked community or find out more, 
check out the website helvetziarocked.ch. Sign up for the newsletter and follow us on social media. Helvetia Rocked Musicians in Conversation is a concept by Natalia Anderson in collaboration with Helvetia Rocked. It's presented and produced by Natalia Anderson and music is by Julie Lee. Thank you.